Hi, you're listening to Building Expert Brands. I'm Tony Gibbs, and today we're joined by two people, Lincoln Roth and Perrin Reed, both from Roth Reed Photography. Lincoln and Perrin are here to explain why we should ditch stock photos. Lincoln, Perrin, welcome to the show. Thanks, thank you. Hi, thank you. It's lovely to be here, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's great to have you here as well. Thank you very much for taking the time. So, as always, if you're listening at home, you can learn a little bit more about both of these lovely people in the show notes. But for now, let's launch right into it. So please tell us, why should we drop the stock? <laughs> I should say, why should we hashtag drop the stock? <laughs> well, when you have several companies as well, instance, accountants, somebody's looking for your services, they may have four of your competitors' websites open at the same time. And as they're looking across all these different websites, people that are using stock photography tend to use the same, don't they, the same type of stock photography to match their business. So for taking an accountant, for instance, they may have, um, you know, that that, – the laptop or the group of people sitting around a laptop talking business or those one-to-ones and and they're all the the same aren't they yeah so what we're trying to do is work with companies so that they take the stock photography off their websites and replace it with images of themselves and of their own staff and telling their own story their own location and expressing their own services and values and products we generally relate to the infamous handshake shot. There's always a handshake on people's websites. Why have two strangers shaking hands? Why not have your managing director or chief accountant or whoever it is that's in your business shaking hands with one of your clients? Yeah, interesting stuff. It makes a lot of sense. So tell me, how important is it, do you think, to tell your story as a business owner? Incredibly, you know, because it's because you're unique and you need to stand out from your competition. So it's about capturing all that in one image, isn't it? Yeah. And the, the way that we do that is to talk with our clients and let them tell their story, don't we? Yeah. And then from there, we can start to build up a picture for them. Definitely. Great. So do you think it is possible to capture everything you want to capture in one single image or is it a case of capturing a few that are quite versatile and that you can put on different places on your website and all over the show if we if we capture only one image then great it's, it's kind of we, we start off with headshots which is just a likeness so people know what you look like then we have the bigger headshot and down to the waist maybe to get more of an impression of how you compose yourself how you hold yourself how you stand and then we go into the storytelling images, which might be you in your environment, you with a client. It might be you with your client doing something that your client enjoys or something that you enjoy, something that your business relates to, um, and try and draw as much in. But obviously, if you have more images, then you can focus on a detail, like like signing a, a contract. You can have a picture of someone signing a contract, um, which you might not have in the shot, but it's the little details that make up the bigger story. So you can take a detailed shot, you can take a wide range shot and take taking more, more of the details, but in, in a single image. For example, we have a, an image of uh, Keith Maidley, who was known as Mr. Yorkshire. Um, now, the photo was taken in the Grand, the Grand Hotel in York, um, and in the background was a bowler hat and a whistle. Now, the reason we took the picture there was because that was the GNER 
headquarters back in the day when he was interviewed and he had his interview there. Uh, he was the youngest station master in Britain at the time. Uh, the hat in the background and the whistle is a nod to that past and the location is a nod to that past. So it's, it's encompassed his entire story, starting from where he kicked off in that one image. It's not what he does now, but that's his background. So, it... Yeah, that's really interesting. I like how you've, you've got that little nod to the past in there. Do you think that's something that a lot of people would appreciate? Uh, definitely. We, we have another one of uh, a lady called Julia Lee who does NLP counselling. And now she used to be, she was England's first rugby union, rugby league referee, female. Um, now we took her picture at whole rugby ground uh, looking up at the goalposts. So there's, there's that nod to her past again in that, where she's in a suit doing a presentation outfit look. But also she presents to the um, National Athletics Association. So again, it's appealing to their, it's appealing to her audience. Um, so she's not dismissing anybody else who's not interested in rugby. Um, but it's it's all tied in and it's all relative. Obviously, if she wasn't speaking to anybody athletic, then it kind of might miss a trick because why we've got rugby posts in the shop. But it's her past and it's her present and it's probably going to be her future as well. So it's all relevant. And that's a good point, really. We have to not, you know, just not put too much in. So sometimes when we're talking to people, you know, they may have like 10 ideas of, yeah. of how they work with their clients or, you know, they, they sometimes they may get into like, the personal side of things like, you know, a love of penguins, for instance, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is. And we have to thought through all that to bring out what's relevant, yeah. you know, to their story um, and to really just make them stand out, isn't yeah. it? And so we, we always say that photographs, particularly on websites, are the thing that hooks somebody into, into that website. It doesn't last very long. It's only a split second. But as they're looking through these websites with all this stock photography, they see yours and it's something different. That's the thing that hooks them in. And particularly, sometimes it can be really straightforward and it can just be in their office location with everybody facing the camera and smiling or the person facing the camera and smiling and just making you feel really welcome because I think it's at the DNA side, DNA side of us. We have this need to feel wanted to be part of a group. So when your brain first sees that picture and, you know, you're there welcoming somebody into your home, you've got eye contact, you're smiling, that draws people into your images just as much as the dramatic pictures yeah. that we take, like, you know, like the, the shooting up of the goalposts or Keith over in the, the Grand Hotel. So it's, uh, you know, it, can be just, it can just be as simple as that, can't it? Yeah. Uh, and also you have to bear in mind, your target market if your target market is uh, happy families but let's pick on mcdonald's um their their target market is families family food they, they target all their adverts to to love and happiness and joy and, and group family get-togethers it would be no good as going to do a photo shoot for somebody at mcdonald's taking them out into the countryside with a rucksack on climbing a mountain because that's not their target market. They don't want the people who go out all alone in the countryside. They want people in town mm-hmm. with families. Yeah. So although that might be his love to go out in the countryside, that's not going to relate to his his brand, to his 
target market. So it's 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 a fine balancing act, trying to get in what you need with what mm. the clients need to be come, to be attracted to you and your website. And sometimes we, you know, we, when we can bring in your personal life, but then that would flip over onto your about me page, wouldn't yeah. it? So that would be something more personal on a different page. So we do do that as well. Sometimes it's a case of breaking it all down and splitting it all off, working with web designers. We always try and work with the people's web designers for having a new web, a new web build because we want to see what their thoughts are, what type of images they're looking for, the shape and size of them, where they're going to go. And then, and then we all work together to... to pull everything in don't we to, yeah. to make it all sit really nicely together including you know colors the branding colors as well even even that as well all gets pulled in to sit nicely in in their website yeah Definitely. yeah and sometimes people think that when they have stock photography that the chances are that their competition don't use the same one but we did have a client who was they pensions, weren't they? Yeah, pension uh, yeah, financial yeah. consultants, financial yeah. advisors. Yes, financial yeah. advisors. <laughs> there we go. Um, and they their competition was using the same exactly the same stock photography as them. So it was grandpa, you know, with his grandson fishing in a pond, yeah. and their competition were using exactly the same pictures. Yeah. And they were a bit of gasp when they saw that, didn't they? Yeah. But they but people do use very similar, if not the same, stock photography. And also if, if sometimes, you know, web designers may just pull the same stock photography off for them. So they have their go-to accounts, yeah. you know, photographs. Yeah. So you may they may work three or four different accountants in the same region, but may, not I'm not saying always and that they do, but they just may use the same. Stock yeah. images. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure technology as it is now on Google, you could find you could find an image and see where else it's being used. Yeah. So I know I've, I've done that, and I saw something on TV about some model that's been photographed a lot for stock images, mm. and they were saying how many websites he was on, advertising different companies in, in different locations. And I thought, well, yeah, but he don't work for any of them. <laughs> he just has his picture taken and his pictures used. It's about being authentic, isn't it? Really, yeah. I mean, your website is. It's an extension of you yeah. and, and your it's, business. It's just as easy for you to pretend to be working as it is for a model to pretend to be working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think you and I, all we all see more of the same stock photos than our clients do because we are behind the scenes, so to speak. So you probably even more than me because you're fighting against this thing all the time, aren't you? And it's just a... <laughs> unrelenting force that's just keeps rearing its head but I think the clients perhaps don't see it or don't realize it's such a problem until they're in that space and then they do find out that yeah the neighbor next door is using exactly the same picture and then it becomes less authentic and authentic is a good word but it's also a bit of a buzzword at the minute a lot of people are mm. and because it's so popular I suppose but it's not popular without merit because a lot of businesses are yeah, struggling on that side of things, I think. So it's a really good point that you bring up that you don't want to be McDonald's and just hanging out in some field or climbing a mountain or something because it doesn't look right. It doesn't make sense. 
I've written down something that someone said earlier, you know, to keep things simple. Do you think it's really important to keep things simple as a general rule in business? As far as photography? I think photography and also business in general. But you can interpret that however you like, Lincoln. Yes, it is really. Picking on McDonald's again, they they don't sell the most hamburgers on the planet because they're the world's greatest hamburgers. They sell it because they've got a great system in place and they keep it simple. You can walk into any McDonald's, the process is the same, everything's set out the same, supplies are the same, it's just done. Nice and simple, that's all it is, crack on. And, and businesses should keep it simple. The, the simpler, the better, because then you can focus on the details and focus on where it needs to be, the client. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter how complex your business is behind the scenes. It's the simplicity that you express to those people looking at your business. So mm. sometimes people tell you too much. I don't need to know all that. I just mm. need to know this and this. And we read a book. There's a book called The Jelly Effect, that's a really, really good book. And it, talk, and it talks about the fact that all people are interested in are the afters. So all they're interested in is what am I going to get? What am I going to receive? They don't care about the process. They're not interested in the work that goes on behind the scenes to create their images, all the post-processing, all the filing, all the, you know, buying the equipment, learning all the techniques and, and so on and so forth. They're not interested in that. They're just want to know what am I going to get at the end of it what are you going to do for me what process do I have to go through and I think yes. so I think it's about keep, keeping it really simple for for the people looking at your website so they can see straight away what you do but also how you stand out where are you different and they don't need a hundred things you know they don't need 10 to different reasons different reasons why you're different just one is enough just to stand out to hook them in. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I like that you brought that book up because I've got it on my bookshelf from, you know, you recommended that to me previously, Perry. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. I need I'll to put some time aside and visit <laughs> it. I'm reading another one at the minute. I think it's called Insanely Simple. I forget who's authored it, who's written it, but it's about Apple. And it talks about how simplicity is at their, excuse the pun, core. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, and um, they've they've only got a certain amount of things on offer at any one time. And every time they bring out something new, they kind of put something aside so you can't. That's off the table. And the contrast of that is some business like Dell, who has twenty eight computers on offer at any one time, and their own staff can't tell you the difference between half of them. So it's two very different ways of doing things. But I like that philosophy of keeping things straightforward. Okay, so this question might be a controversial one, so go easy on me. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ever okay to use stock photos? Yes. Well, I'm going to say yes. I think stock photography does have its place. As, uh, perhaps the rule of thumb is, is to make sure that stock photography doesn't represent you, your values, your products, your service, your location, or your staff. Otherwise, let yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, your, your photography and your website, that's where you're starting to build trust with your client. And, it, and if, you, if you've got the Shard in London on your website, you've got the New York Manhattan skyline, you've got, you've got hundreds of gorgeous-looking staff with the finest three-piece suits and 
and secretaries walking about and and business women and you've got this whole range of staff and plush officers and then they rock up in you in a shed at the bottom of your garden. Mm -hmm. Oh dear, what's going on? This is not what I was expecting. You've got to start building that trust all over again. And then it's hard because you're on the back foot because people are suddenly not trusting you anymore. What have I walked into? What else are they, what else are they kidding about with the child pulled wool over my eyes? Yeah. But if you've got a nice picture and it happens to be taking the shed at the bottom of your garden, which we've, we've got a couple of our clients have done yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And you wouldn't know it was a shed at the bottom of the garden. So when your client starts walking down the garden thinking, I'm in a shed, I'm going to a shed, what's going on? And then they see the inside, it's exactly like the website. They know where they are. Oh, brilliant. Oh, this, this looks great. I, I recognise this place. I'm, I'm, I'm in and I'm happy and I'm comfortable. I know where we are. It, it makes a massive difference. Absolutely. That reminds me of something that big businesses tend to do when they present themselves as agencies and they call themselves we, but then sometimes they're actually just an I because they're just one person. So there's a bit of a disconnect there. And when that client goes to work with them, they find out it's just a one person band. So it doesn't quite add up. And this goes back to the authenticity, doesn't it? It seems to all revolve around authenticity. And I think being authentic with a brand is a an easy way to craft a stronger brand basically i think it's that simple if we are true to ourselves and what we represent then we can make something bigger and better and it commands more respect just because it does yeah yeah Yeah, i think stock photography for me it's it's, it helps in creating emotion or setting a scene uh i think it's perfectly fine to use that setting emotion setting a scene Laying out the foundation, but it's, it's, like parents said, it shouldn't be used to represent you. You couldn't be all your staff or anything. Yeah. No, it shouldn't be a representation, just a, a, a background elevator music, if you like. Mm. And you know, the other things while well, you're saying about the word authentic being a buzzword and branding. Not very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very authentic. Uh, I, and, um, you know, branding's a buzzword. And sometimes we can overthink these things, I think. And um, it's, if you sit down with your web designer or with a photographer or videographer, who, you know, anybody that's going to help you in this, it's, it's really just about you telling your story, explaining what you do, and letting other people ask more questions and understand more about you. Because we hear a lot of times that clients don't think they have an interesting story. But it's not about, you know, it's not about the fact that you climbed Mount Everest and when you got up to the top that you had an epiphany and decided to, you know, to, to become a yeah, painter and decorator or whatever. You know, it's not, it's not, you don't have to have those grand big stories. It can just be, this, this is what I do, this is what I love, this is who I am. And this is what I do for my clients. And and sometimes people don't understand that their stories are really interesting and really fascinating. Yeah. And in and we are, you know, we're testimony to that because you've got often have a few tears, don't you? I you often have tears, stories. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. get quite yeah. emotional, don't you? So yeah, well, I've heard <laughs> some great stories. And they're not all them climbing Mount Everest and having epiphanies and going to a yoga retreat for 15 years in it's, it's just ordinary folk telling ordinary stories about the, the life and it's it's emotional it's fascinating it's really interesting so sometimes people don't think they have you know, 
good story to tell, but people do. Mm. And if not, you can tell your client stories. What do you do for your clients? Let's take a picture of you working with your client. Mm. That's, you know, that's so authentic because as you, with the real person that you help, that's obviously happy to be on your website. So straight away, there's a big tick there that you know that yeah. they're doing a good job for their client. Maybe even with a word or two underneath the picture from the client, just to give yeah. it that strength. Yeah, mortgage advisors is a good one that you quite often use as an yeah. example. Mortgage advisors. I, I don't have anything very interesting to show. I just advise people on mortgages. Well, let's go down to one of your clients' houses who who thinks completely the opposite to what you've just said. You've just, you've just helped them live their dream. You've created their dream for living in their home now and they're building a family. That's their dream you've helped to bring to reality. Mm. But you see, it's an amazing job you do. They say it's true. And you, you know, that the mortgage advisor probably leaves that job as household great. They maybe keep in touch from time to time. The clients yeah. maybe even become friends, but they don't think about what happens to that client's story afterwards. Like Lincoln just said, it becomes a home, a home where they raise a family or a home where they have celebrations. Or yeah. and, that, and that all makes for great photography and yeah. a great story on the website. Yes, absolutely. It's what, it's what they do. Yeah, it's not as complicated as people think or make out. It's, it's just you and who you are and just greeting people and letting them know about you and maybe letting them know a little bit more about you. Creating the best digital shop window that you can. Oh, look at you. That's very good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it is digital now, I suppose. Um, yeah. So there's two great actionable tips that we can take from that that the listeners might want to look into. To create an interesting story, you can talk about yourself and the quirks that make you you, or you can talk about your client stories and how you help them live their dream and become something greater than whatever they were before. Absolutely. And do it in both, both ways, and you'll all be surprised that the amount of clients that will help you. Don't be, a lot of people have that, oh, no, if you want to, they will. They will come on, they will help you. You've helped them. You, will, you know, they will want to help yeah. you. There's, there's two things to look at to substantiate that, that theory. One is car book sales. One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> uh, and another one is newspapers. You can look at half a dozen newspapers, and they've all got a different angle on the same story. It's what's the best angle for your life story. What do you want to get across? Yeah, what do you find is just kind of you and mundane that somebody else is going to find is interesting. Yeah. It's going to hook into that. And when you have a consultation with your web designer, videographer, or, you know, they're other photographers, you know, they're the people that listen to your story and then mm. jump on these things and get excited about them and want to know more to create that that image or, or narrative even, you know, the people that write about yeah. you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so even the people that do your narrative too. So it's just about, all it's about is just being you and just engaging the people that are looking at your website. There's, there's only one of you, but there's a thousand other businesses doing what you do. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a harsh reality of self-employment I think when you start out you think all right I'm going to be the best photographer in the world or whatever and then six months down the line you realize that you're still on the same level as every other photographer out there so you need to elevate yourself somehow but it's like the question then becomes how do I do that um just going back to the 
the fact that people want to help you out when you help them out, that's something that I've come across before in psychology. It's, um, it's the law of reci- reciprocity. And it's, uh, it's yeah. in a book called Influence, The Power of Persuasion by a chap called Robert Caldini. Robert Cialdini? I don't know how to pronounce his surname. But it's a really good book and it's very worth listening to, really interesting. But the, basically the law of reciprocity says that if you do someone a favour, they often feel like they really have to return the favour. So I guess that's why things like testimonials come about, because people want to return that favour and help you out in turn. It's yeah. really good stuff. Okay, so um, I've got two non-photography questions for you that seem like a good idea. So we'll see. <laughs> so it goes. So number one is, I've pointed out before on a call that you two, um, Perrin in particular, seem to be really good at networking. You've been incredibly generous to me, for example, offering to introduce me to plenty of people in your own network. Have you found networking has helped your business a lot over the years? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When we first set up, we created our own website, didn't we? Yeah. And, um, and then when it was done, we sat and looked at it. And we waited for people to come. <laughs> Honestly, that's what we did. Yeah. And um, and we sat and waited for a few days, didn't we? Yeah. Maybe a couple of weeks. Phone, waited. phone didn't ring. Phone didn't ring. We kept checking our phones. Yeah. And kept then looking a, outside the front door, there was nobody <laughs> passing by. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted to know. Putting out our posts. And then somebody came, uh, a lady came who was our printer, came to see us. And she said, have you thought about networking? And that was it. To begin with, I thought it might be a little bit, you know, it sounded a bit American and a bit rah, 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 and I wasn't so sure if it was for us or not. But uh, we jumped in and away we went, didn't we? And um, originally we did a couple, and then and then I hooked into a ladies' group where I really started to find my feet and understand what it was all about, and that really, really helped. And, um, yeah, networking is a massive part of our business, isn't it? Yeah. And um, I think I think it also helps that deep in Perrin's psyche and DNA, this that she has she has that need to help people anyway. She's as long as I've known her, she's always helped people and gone out of the way to help people. She's yeah. bloody lovely. Oh. <laughs> and and I think networking it's just an extension of that. It, it enables her to do what she loves most, going out chatting to people and having a good time. But also it fulfills the need that she gets to help people. So she gets a two for one every time she goes out. And or lunch. a three for one if there's lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always all around lunch. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's something that's just right to be off street, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. And you know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't take you two minutes to do it. Yeah. You're just connecting a couple of people, just check in with them, happy yeah. check if they're happy to be connected and then connect them and away they go. I think for me, life's life is uh, really exciting when you're able to create opportunities or opportunities come your way. And that's what really helps you to move through life and have, you know, experiences and for your business to grow. And we have to say, you know, we never expected to meet so many nice business owners like yourself, as we have done. Um, It's just so easy to meet really nice, supportive people. And there's 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 another bunch of books which... It's like a book club to where I have it. There's a group of books called Chicken Soup for the Soul, and they're an amazing set of books. They're really uplifting, full with short stories about people's life, things that have happened. They're really, really tear jerkers. 
And that's just like Perrin's, uh, our network, in Perrin's network, she goes out and does these things and then seeing the results of what's happened, it's it's like chicken soup for the soul for us. It's, mm. it's, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, we need some lovely people, don't we? Yeah. You know, and um, the ROs in on the one-to-ones and things, yeah. so you get get to meet them as well. So I kind of go out into the groups, and then when we have the one-to-ones, we're both there, aren't we? Yeah. And, um, yeah, just really supportive people. And we've had a lot of people recommend us and get behind us and, you know, support us on posts and, yeah. and invite us to do podcasts and yeah. all that kind of thing. It really is a lovely group of business owners out there. And, and people who work for other businesses as well. That's just, just really nice and they've become friends, aren't they? Yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah. for me, I, my, my background, and my, my father had his own business and his saying used to be, you can't trust anybody. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there and watch yourself. And so so for me, and meeting Perry and all these amazing people we come across, it's, well, that's not what I heard from my dad. That's not the message that I... That's, that's not what I'm hearing. That's not what I'm getting. No. And, and I'm amazed. It's probably why I have so many emotional tears because it's just so bloody nice. It's not what I was expecting at all. Mm. Yeah, it definitely helped us. It, it has yeah. absolutely underpinned our business, hasn't it? This yeah. networking. Absolutely. And I think we've had maybe a couple of experiences that maybe weren't that nice, but it wasn't that bad at all, really. Yeah. That You know, that's just people talking at you and then disappearing, you know, or something like that. But yeah. that's just those small things. Yeah. Generally, everybody everybody's so nice to, to network with. Yeah. Sounds like the, the small things were dropping the ocean, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tiny little things compared to, yeah, the, the massive ocean of lovely networking people who all support one another and get behind each other. It's really nice. Yeah, it's just like that life is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or a bag of rebels and you get the coffee it's like oh, do you want some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> but it's still nice <laughs> you still eat it <laughs> I think um, I've, I read a book a while ago called um, Givers and Takers I think it's called by Adam Grant and he says there's three kinds of people in the world there's um, people that freely give people that take quite a lot more than the give and people that are sort of in between and it sounds like your dad Lincoln might have had more experiences with the takers and the givers but then yeah. you seem to be working with a lot of givers at the minute both of mm-hmm. you so uh, I think there's a lot of both kinds out there or all three kinds but it's just who you sort of like attracts like doesn't it so I think yeah. to a degree if you do become givers then you are more likely to be referred to other givers and so on and so forth. So it's a nice sort of um, cycle. I think what helped me with networking was when I first went out, I thought that it was, you know, that you had to go out and come back with with work. And uh, and uh, and I just really struggled with that because I'm not a salesperson. And I came home after two or three, didn't I? And I said to you, I can't do this. I'm meeting some of these guys and, they're there with all the business cards and they're telling me who they are and what they do and they're just really polished and and I, I just I can't do that. And Lincoln just said, look, take the pressure off, just go out and meet people. That's all you have to do, just go out and meet people. And once that, once, you know, you said that, that then really helped. And I thought, I can just go out and meet people. 
brilliant and that's that's how it worked and and uh, just met some like I said just some great people but that was the way I did it because I'm not that I'm not sales type person I don't have that mentality really no me neither I struggle with that sort of thing but I found recently that you don't actually have to sell no if um, someone likes what you're offering then they'll they'll probably buy you won't have to do any selling there if you just be a presence, then one thing leads to another. And that takes the pressure off. Yeah, it does. It does definitely took the pressure off because it was, I, did, I was worried about it when we started. Yeah, I read a story in a book called, another book club, um, How to Create Raging Fans. And, and that's saying about your business and you and your business, you, you're not looking for a customer, you're trying to create a raging fan like the football fans at the stadiums um, and there was this one guy who was um, a New York taxi driver um, and he he made sure that the newspaper in the back of his cab was a fresh newspaper if it got creased or, or torn he'd buy a new one and put that in the back he made sure that his, his car was clean polished and smelled nice uh, and it, it turned out that he as a, as a cabbie he was earning twice as much as the nearest individual cabbie that was driving in New York street to city street because He'd create a, a bunch of raging fans that always wanted to have him and his cab. It was clean and fresh and mm-hmm. great service, great. Yeah, put, him, service. put himself in his client's position, didn't he? Yeah. To say, what would I like if I was sitting in the back of the cab? And I think that's so important to do, isn't yeah. it? A cab driver's a cab driver, but that's more than a cab driver. Yeah. We're, what we do really, we travel around in a cab that somebody's been thrown up in last night and it's a bit grubby <laughs> without a newspaper, always a scrap newspaper. A nice car. Mm. Yeah, so a nice, polite, a nice polite driver. Cleaned up, fresh shirt, hair comb, and a newspaper in the back. So it's, it's not difficult to do either. Just a nice experience, isn't it? That's what it comes down to, doesn't yeah. it? You're still getting from A to B. You're still getting the same service, but it's just a nicer experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes a sense to go the extra mile in whatever you do, I suppose. Okay, so... From what I've seen of you both on LinkedIn and elsewhere, you both seem to have a great dress sense. Do you think dressing well gives us an advantage over other businesses? Oh, that's a good question. I definitely think... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to... I think it's worth thinking about because it's part of your branding. So it's definitely worth thinking about what you're wearing and how you look and how you come over. We take, take it to the extreme. If you turned up looking dishevelled, unshaven, string vest, grey joggers, trainers that didn't fit, that were old and worn, your client wouldn't be very happy with you, no matter what kind of job you were doing. Yeah, it is, I, I agree. And even, you know, the, when you get people now, even if they're in trades, so they are, they are um, you know, plastering and all that kind of thing. My dad was a builder and he just always wore like, whatever had got worn out was what he wore. But now tradesmen, they tend to wear all, you know, branded things, don't they? It's, it's, it's so different now. So I think that it is worth, in, you know, in, yeah. investing in some branding or investing in how you dress or thinking about how you dress. And also when people see you dress the same, then they remember you. So I, I always wear, you know, I have a bit of a tassel thing. I have jackets with tassels on, boots with tassels on. I don't wear them all at the same time. But when I go networking, people say to me, oh, 
you're the you know you're the person with the tassels so I remember you because of the tassels and and obviously Lincoln has all his hair that you know so people remember you for all your hair don't yeah. and that and, and the thing is it shows that you're serious about what you do in your business and you're not just doing it for a laugh before you go out for a beer with your mates or something like that I mean, if you're going for brain surgery and you rocked up and you, your brain surgeon was sat there in his scruffs, you'd think, maybe I should try somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because whether we like it or not, you know, that's the way that our brain yeah. flips. You know, that's the first thing that your brain, is it called the amygdala part of your brain? It, it immediately checks somebody out. It wants to know, one, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're safe, if, the, if you're trustworthy, and then and the second thing is if they're drawn to you. And it's, it's so as much as we feel it's not necessary and, it, and, and you know, and in, in, in a free world, it isn't. You should be able to dress and be who you like and, and be accepted for that. Yeah. There's also that, that part of your brain, that, you know, the, the psychology side of it that's just going mm-hmm. to do that first filter through who you are and make that that yeah. that split decision it's not it's not personal you know no, it's just that, psychology it's just the way we are yeah and, and as we're in the visual business and people said oh, uh, you know they, they take me as they find me you know how do you want them to find you yeah that's the big question yeah yeah how do you want them to find you dress accordingly yeah that that is very true and when we're talking to people about headshots, you know, we say to them, check and see how old, how old your headshot is as well, because again, could be ten years old, mm-hmm. and, it's, and people want to be able to trust you when they first meet you. And if they, you know, if they've been having a conversation with you on LinkedIn and then you meet in person, and you look completely different to how you do on your profile picture. Again, that part of your brain is just going to say, "Hang on a minute, is this person trustworthy?" I, you know, they were showing me somebody else, and now they're showing me this person. Mm-hmm. We can't help it; it's just the way that we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though you know we, you know, we, we correct it and sort it out, but it's just that it's just that first impression. Yeah. So I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is important to to be dressed accordingly. Make the right impression. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Why, why, would you, why would you risk missing an opportunity just for the sake of... Uh, I read somebody said a quote the other day, if you've got something important to say and the person who's wanting to hear it thinks you should be wearing a tie, wear a tie. What you've got to say is more important than not wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It shouldn't be like that. But it is that way, isn't it? Yeah. You can't help it. It's just the way that it's just the way our brains work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to play the game, I suppose. I think um, that profile picture example is a really good one, and it's kind of a problem that I have as well at the minute because obviously I've got really long hair right now, but the profile picture is really shorter, so there's a massive disconnect there. That was pre-lockdown, of course. So I'm um, I'm sporting a massive mane that the listeners will have to imagine. Now, but yeah, you know, right? Sorry, you and Lincoln look the same, <laughs> both with your big hair. I'm the older version, okay? So, is there anything I should have asked today that I haven't asked? Oh, that's a good 
question. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think, no, not at all. No, I think... Um, it's been, been a very interesting conversation. It has been it? really interesting conversation yeah. and relaxed, just like you said it would be. And, um, and I think it's interesting talking to you because I know that you you must have, you know, you must work in a similar way to us, you know, with what you do about, you know, all through, through branding and authenticity. Do you feel similar to how we feel about things? Yeah, often I have guests pop on the podcast and tell me things that I completely agree with, but that doesn't necessarily make an interesting conversation, so I have to ask more questions because yeah. of the listeners who at home don't understand all this stuff. So, yeah, 100% on board with everything you've said today. I think it's all completely hit home, and I think a lot of people will find this valuable. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for asking yeah. us. It's been lovely, isn't it? It's really enjoyed it. It's been nice spending time with you again. Absolutely. Likewise. Um, okay, so it has been great. And where can the listeners find out more about you both online? Um, all the W's, so www.rothreadphotography.com. And for Instagram, LinkedIn is uh, it's me, so, so it's Perrin Reed. And Facebook, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Well, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you both on. Thank Thank you. Thanks so much, Tony. Cheers. Cheers. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And please join me again on Building Expert Brands. Ta-ra for now.